Everybody that you meet, you can learn something from them. It's not necessarily what you achieve in life that matters most, but it's who you become in the process of those achievements that really matters. We all need people who believe in us. They expand the boundaries we place on our own lives. What makes me most proud is how I played the game. Being real, authentic, and spontaneous, and loving the game, to me, is what it was all about. When you retire, you may get a chance to go to football heaven. This is football heaven. Hello and welcome to The Mission. I'm your host, Shamir Howerton. And guys, as we're still on the path of talking Super Bowl 53, we've talked enough about Tom Brady, the Patriots, and all that. But guess who I have on the line? I am joined by the uncle of the youngest head coach to coach in this year's Super Bowl, Mr. John McVay, is on the phone. Sir, welcome to The Mission. Jameer, it's a pleasure to be on the mission with you and very excited to talk about Super Bowl 53. Oh my God, Super Bowl 53 and your nephew is the youngest coach at 33 years old to ever coach in the Super Bowl. How amazing is that for you and your family? You know, it, it is amazing uh, on one hand, but on the other hand, it's not surprising, as, as funny as that may sound. You know, Sean has always been a very unique young man and uh, he was exposed, obviously, to the NFL early as a very young man by virtue of the fact that uh, his grandfather, my dad, John McVay, was the general manager of the 49ers through those great uh, 49er years. Wow. Uh, you know, he, he ended up out there in 79. So uh, whenever there was an opportunity for Tim, uh, brother Tim, Sean's dad, and, uh -huh. and, and, and his wife Cindy to bring Sean to a game they would get to a game and get their pictures taken with the guys and i think that had quite an impact on sean at a very early age i i know there's a lot going on as the mcveigh family is just living in this moment day by day and you're taking every breath in but what does this mean to your family right now sir well, I think, uh, you know, two things. Number one, I think it's it's really a, a, a wonderful tribute to what Sean's been able to accomplish in a in a very, uh, you know, young career as a head coach. Now, Sean has been in, you know, professional football for 11 years. Right. Uh, he, he, he's been one of those very unique coaches that did not spend any time in the high school ranks or in the college ranks. He went right from Miami University mm. into the NFL with John Gruden. Uh, wow. So he's, you know, even at the even at the tender age of 33, he's been around. He's been in it for 11 years already. Um, and then the second part of the story is really was something I'm that, that really warms my heart. And that's that um, it's just tremendous that uh, that my dad, uh, mm -hmm. who was really the the architect and certainly the the matriarch of the family, who started the football uh, tradition with McVeigh years ago, is. Uh, uh, has enjoyed this and been recognized as a result, but, uh, you know, in addition to the to the years in San Francisco. So it's a, it's just a very cool family dynamic. It's very unique. We're very humbled by it, and and trust me, we count our blessings every day. That's amazing. Have you talking to? Have you spoken with your brother? Because I know it's hard to get Sean on the phone because he's so busy just preparing and living in the moment. 
Well, it's interesting that uh, uh, Sean's cousins, Emma and Hannah, my daughters, who were born in, in Canton at Altman Hospital, uh, uh, we all had a chance to get out there for the uh, for the Cowboys game. Uh -huh. And we got a chance to spend that Sunday after the game with Sean. So okay. we actually could spend some face-to-face -face time with him. Uh, which is very unique, and the playoff, you know, that playoff win gave us an opportunity to do that. Uh, so uh, we got a chance to catch up a little bit, and of course, uh, his phone just blowing up. All I can the only time. imagine. I can only imagine. But you know Come what, John? Here. I have to go back, and I got to give you a shout out because you mentioned Canton Alt Care. You know, this is this is in our backyard. You know, Canton just breeds a level of excellence and success. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, my heart's in Stark County. My girls were born there. It's a wonderful thing. I've got wonderful friends there and great memories. I spent 36 years in the Canton area. And, of course, my mom grew up in Navarre, and my dad grew up in Maslin. So uh, the Stark County area is, uh, is home uh, to the McVeighs, that's for sure. As you said, your your family is no stranger to football, and actually, your dad is the was was named the the uh, president and director of football operations for the 49ers, But he was also after those five Super Bowls, he was named the NFL Executive of the Year in 1989. That was amazing. That's, that's correct, and that's you know in addition to a number of awards and accolades. You know, my dad is, just, and of course, this is great, Jamir. You give me an opportunity to brag about my dad because he would never, he would never do it himself. So I'm delighted to do it for him. Uh, you know, he's in the he's in the Maslin Hall of Fame. He's in the Miami University Hall of Fame. He's in the 49ers Hall of Fame. He's in the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame, which is a very distinguished group in the in the San Francisco Bay Area. And the only one he's not in and should be is our own Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Well, you know, they have so, a contributors. Uh, they have a contributors, uh, uh, um, um, you know, um, category. So you sure. never know, sir. You never know, Mr. McVeigh. You know. I know Mr. B I know Mr. Baker will get. He'll get going on that one. <laughs> David's. I know how. I know how much influence David has. I'm. I'm a huge David Baker fan. I got to tell you, I love what you guys are doing. This. What a great vision for the Hall of Fame. But back to Pop, real quick. You know, he's. He's. Uh, he's. Uh, uh, he's enjoying this so much, and it, it takes him back to some of those great years and. And, of course, this is a very special one to, to share with Sean. You know, Mr. Baker, his presence is a present. And, you know, he's the big, gentle giant. But the one thing about him, um, he brought the mission. He brought the values here to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I remember having my job interview with Mr. Baker. It was probably about, I want to say, uh, two and a half years ago. But we spoke for little under two hours. And wow. we didn't even talk about you know, my, my, my qualifications for the job. It was really just, you know, him and I just really getting to know each other. And I've worked, I've been blessed to work 25 years in this industry. Um, I, I worked 15 years with the Cleveland Browns and I there worked seven years with the New York Jets. And out of all of the executives from Mr. Gutman, Carmen Policy, um, you name it, John Collins, all of the, the, the team executives I've worked for, I mean, listen, I love those guys, and I have a great deal of respect for them, but when it comes to Mr. David Baker, second to none, second to none, second to Under, none. Understood and second to motion. And, of course, you spent some time with Dwight Clark, of course, with the Browns absolutely, organization as well. Absolutely, absolutely. God bless his soul. 
a key part of the throw and the catch and that and that represented the forty ended up being the 49ers first Super Bowl win when they beat the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. Now, now were you at that game, sir? I, I absolutely was at that game. Wow. It was a it was a tremendous experience and so much fun. And uh, Mr. D, Mr. DeBartlow from our, you know, just just uh, east of us at Youngstown. That's right. Uh, had he he threw he knows how to throw a party after a good <laughs> win. That's for sure. You know what? So that's what we, Mr. Policy said to us that if the Browns, when we came back, it was '99. I started working for the organization, and yeah. Mr. Policy said, "Let me tell you guys something. If we ever make it to the Super Bowl, we're gonna have a party like none other." There you go. Well, he certainly, uh, yeah, Eddie certainly set the standard in many respects. But, you know, the interesting thing, that was the first of five Super Bowls my dad won with the 49ers. Mm -hmm. And one story that people don't, that really don't know about is the fact that after he won his fourth Super Bowl, uh, we were all together in Cincinnati for a game, just a regular season game. And Pop called his three sons into a room and there were three boxes uh, on the dresser there. And he says, there's here, there's one for you, John, one for Jim and one for Tim, and what he'd done is he gave us his first three Super Bowl rings. I'm the oldest, I got Super Bowl 16. Uh, Brother Jim's the middle middle son, he got Super Bowl 19. And Tim, Sean's dad, got Super Bowl 23. He kept 24, and then he, had, then he won one more ring, so we had a lot of volunteers to be the fourth McVeigh brother to get that fourth ring. <laughs> But, the, <laughs> but that, but that's the kind of guy my dad is. I'd still wear this ring every day. I've had it off my finger on kids' hands, taking pictures of it literally all over the world. And it's been, and I told him, I said, you've got me invited to a lot of parties with that ring. Wow. He said, well, good. So it's, uh, that's, but that's the kind of guy my dad is. He just he shared it all, and he always said it, it wouldn't be any fun if I couldn't share it with, with family and friends. So it's uh, that's the kind of guy he is, and we're, we're so very proud of him. Well, I'll be doggone, and you have your, your nephew, who's the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, carrying on the McVay legacy. Wow. And, and we are so proud of him. And I got to tell you something about Sean, too. Sean is... Uh, He's excited about the opportunity. He certainly holds the Patriots organization and Coach Belichick and his staff in extraordinarily high regard. In fact, they, they have a very neat relationship. But, uh, you know, Sean's a competitor. Right, <laughs> he, right, right. He is, he is uh, he's ready to go, and he's got a great staff that uh, is ready to go, and, and the team. He's got, you know, a couple of really great guys on the team with uh, Andrew Whitworth and John Sullivan. They're almost like player coaches. Right, right. Uh, So he gets a lot of feedback from those guys, and he's smart enough to listen and make some adjustments, and uh, they've got a great locker room and a great staff, and uh, they're they're ready to tee it up. They're, uh, they're, they're embracing the moment, that's for sure. Well, John, you know, Sean has created that mold. Every team, all 32 teams, was trying to look for that new Sean McVay, that new innovative young guy who's gutsy, you know, who's going to take those chances and be creative with those offenses. You know, you saw it a couple of years ago. Everybody wanted to do the money ball and get the analytics into the game. And, you know, that's great and all, but that works better for baseball. But everybody's still looking for that young, hot, talented guy who's going to come up as, as that new head coach. And Sean McVay is, is really starting to, um, you know, you, you mentioned John Gruden. So we all know that that's the that's the uh, uh, the Bill Walsh tree. So he, he's creative with his offenses. But, you know, you're soon to see McVeigh is about to have his own tree, if you will. Well, yeah, and the, and the first apple has fallen, if you will, with Matt LaFleur being named the head coach with the Green Bay Packers. 
Wow. Uh, and then there are some some other uh, some other things being discussed. But Sean's um, uh, uh, he's mature for his age, Jameer. Let's put it that way. Bet, and uh, but, he, but he's had the that. good fortune. He's had the great fortune of being exposed to some some great coaches like John Gruden, who's been a huge mentor. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, got a chance to spend some time with Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan with the with the Redskins. And of course, they left. The Jay Gruden came in and kept Sean on the staff and they were able to you know to grow Kurt Cousins uh, uh, yeah. there with the Redskins and had a lot of success and then of course that opportunity opened up for Sean but um, uh, Sean is the first one to recognize all those who have made significant comp- contributions to his career and the Gruden family is one of the key ones and just real quick my dad hired Jim Gruden John and Jay's dad back in 1969 uh, when my dad was the head coach of the University of Dayton, the Dayton Flyers in Dayton, Ohio. So wow. that's how far the, the McVeighs and Grudens go back. Wow. Now, now let's go back to Sean playing at Miami University in Oxford. What, what type of player was Sean then? He was uh, uh, what type of player? Yeah, he just, was. Uh, yeah. Well, he was an outstanding high school quarterback. Okay. And and defensive back. I mean, he was just so smart and uh, was a great ball handler and so forth. Uh, at Miami, they, they, they had a guy there by the name of Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> something like that. It was pretty good. Played quarterback. I hear he I hear he's had a nice pro career. No, he's very very <laughs> proud. We're, we're very proud of Ben being, you know, from the Miami family. Uh, it's been outstanding. So Sean became a slot wide receiver. Oh, okay. Or a slot receiver, I guess, and and played in that capacity. And, uh, you know, was with, had a lot of fun doing that. And then uh, had a little bit of a – had an ankle issue that did not uh, – uh, this the surgically repaired effort did not – it wasn't as good as it could have been. So, uh, you know, not being able to move as well as he could kind of started his um, – his coaching career as a as a as a student coach wow, wow. uh so that that's what really happened there and got him started uh, you know uh, on that path uh but at miami of course i i had the good fortune of playing there with a lot of great people and of course i played for bill mallory there mm. and we just lost bill last year may rest in peace a wonderful guy great guy taught us so much i always said that Bill Mallory introduced me to some of the greatest friends I have, and that was on Cookfield, where we practiced all the time in, in Oxford, Ohio. But uh, my dad went to Miami, and then, of course, I went there, and, and then Sean was there. So there's a, a few generations of McVeighs at, at, at Miami. I got to ask you, I know the McVeigh family is going to be well represented in Atlanta at Super Bowl 53, but who is handling that ticket request? Well, God bless Tim, and that would be Sean's dad. <laughs> so he Tim has, has everything. Tim has been, of course, he's been in Atlanta for some time now, so he's got a lot of connections, lots of friends. But he has, uh, he's been under siege, if you will. So that, but he's also taken a lot of pressure and, <laughs> and a lot of the logistic efforts off Sean's shoulders. So Tim says, just let me handle. You just go get focused on what you need to take <laughs> care of. So Tim and Cindy have been spectacular in that regard handling all that so and we can't wait i'm gonna rendezvous with my girls friday we'll get down there friday and mm-hmm. my dad's coming in so wow uh, bro- brother jim's coming up and his family's from uh, tampa so we'll be and we'll be in full force wow so when the clock went zero 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 in overtime and you guys it was clear that the rams were going to the super bowl this year what was that moment like was it just a a sense of just 
jubilation? Did you did you guys pinch yourself and like, oh my God, did, were, there, were there tears? Like, t t just just relive that moment for me, sir. There was, a, you know what? There was just a, a a great sense of achievement for Sean and for the staff and for the players. We've been around those guys a little bit. You know, we know how focused they are, mm. uh, what they've been able to achieve. You know, these guys have. Uh, and, of course, we were thrilled for them. I mean, when you get to in the Final Four in the NFL, I mean, all these teams are great teams led by great coaches and great players. So to get a win like that was obviously very special. We were just ecstatic about it and uh, and and, uh, and looking forward to getting to play one more game. Yeah, yeah, one more game, yeah, one more you game. You know, we've, we, we've had a chance to share five of them with Pop. He's 5-0, and oh, so Sean's <laughs> got – Sean's got his work cut out for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, did, so did you and your brother tell him that, like, hey, man, your grandfather's 5-0. you got to step it up and make the, make us 6-0 as a family. I, I tell you what, we don't need to tell Sean anything. You know, we uh, <laughs> many years ago, giving him any any unsolicited input when it comes to football is a waste of time because he already knows. <laughs> he, he already knows. I remember looking over his shoulder when he was preparing a game plan for the Redskins. Uh -huh. And I said, well, what's this and what's that? And he kind of gave me a little bit of an explanation. And he was speaking a language I did not understand. Wow. And I like to think that I know a little bit about the game. But uh, he's got a different football IQ, that's for sure. <laughs> you know what I love? I love his strength and condition coach who has to keep him back. Because I'm telling you, he is so intense. He's in the game. He is like right on the line where the umps are. And it's like the, his, 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 uh, his, his special teams court. Not special team, excuse me. His yeah, strength, Ted Rath, coach. strength coach. Yeah, yeah strength Ted coach has to, has to pull him back just in the moment, just in the nick of time before he, he bumps he, into the refs. He's the get back coach. And, uh, <laughs> That's you call and the get back I was coach. literally, yeah, the get back coach. And I was literally watching that on the NFL network when it was first aired. And I got to tell you, I almost fell off my chair and spilled my cup of coffee when they put the tango music to it. <laughs> They had me hook, line, and say. Yeah, I was laughing. I was. It was absolutely spectacular. That oh, was so man. clever and so fun. That's but, yeah, great. To your point, Sean is intense, and you better get him out of the way. And because you know what, you're not supposed to be out on the field. We <laughs> can get a flag. Right. right. Wow. Oh, being, so good. Be, being dear friends of Gold Jacket Eddie DeBarlo, and as you mentioned, he's right down the street. What were those conversations like when you received the calls from him and saying congratulations? What were those talks like? Well, you know, the uh, of course, Eddie and my dad go way back, and, and you know, the DeBarlo family has been just fantastic with the McVeighs, and it's been a, a we we certainly hold Eddie in high regard and, and Candy. They it's uh, it, it, they've been been very supportive and uh, uh, so happy for the family because right. you know that's just the way that's the way that family is. So wow. uh, they're so gracious, and it's it's so appreciative on our end. Well, sir, I want to thank you so much for sharing these moments. And first and foremost, congratulations to your family. Good luck to your family. Ladies and gentlemen, for joining us here, our followers here on The Mission. This is this is what it's all about, to honor the heroes of the game and to celebrate the excellence everywhere. And you're hearing some really unique stories from John McVeigh, the uncle of Sean McVeigh, the youngest coach to coach in this year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53. Well, that's going to do it for myself. I'm Jameer Howardson, John McVeigh on the line. We want to thank you for joining us right here on The Mission. See you next time.